about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Hello, my name is Peter Edgerton and welcome to yet another Your Harrogate Podcast. We enjoy churning these out for you and we cover a whole array of different topics. Listen back to some of them and you will see for yourself. Now, before I duck out and hand over to Nick Hancock, it's been a busy week at the radio station. Thank you if you've been listening via this website maybe, yourharrogate.co.uk or perhaps you're in your favourite podcast location. If you are, why not give this station a try after you've listened to this podcast? If you're going out in the car, you can get us on DAB Radio. We're all about the best of life in Harrogate. We've been handing out vouchers at the Victoria Shopping Centre. We've also been speaking to some Emmerdale stars this weekend, ahead of the National Television Awards. And on Monday, Nick Hancock is waking you up and he gets the first look of the new look, Hydro in Harrogate, which is no longer called the Hydro. If you listen Monday, you will find out more. But right now, we focus on a special event that's happening at Goldsborough Hall in October. It's headed by four inspirational Yorkshire women who are all in the public eye and have all faced the challenge of what they class as the middle years. Nick has been speaking to three of them, including television personality Annie Sturk, who's coming up, also model and event coordinator Bernadette Gledhill, and first of all, journalist and television presenter and all-round good egg Christine Talbot. This is Find Your Midlife Magic. So, Christine, find your midlife magic. Tell me all about it. Yes, find your midlife magic. I'm going to be the host, the chairperson on the day on October the 3rd at Goldsborough Hall. And it's basically a get-together of women. Um, Basically, we're saying 45 plus, 50 plus, just to have a bit of fun and give a bit of inspiration Um, at a time of life where many women start to feel a little bit invisible. I know myself, you start thinking, you know, your children are growing up but you're still probably looking after their needs as kids these days don't leave home you're probably or maybe looking after elderly parents as well everybody's pulling on your time um, and just uh, you're feeling you're struggling with health challenges maybe hormone challenges and it's very easy to think who am I where am I in all this so we are four women who are good friends um, and we all have been experiencing all of these challenges. We're all in the public eye in one way or another and we just thought, wouldn't it be nice to maybe host a day where we can get lots of women together in one room, bring in a lot of inspirational speakers who can give us all tips on everything from fashion, health, style, Uh, to just generally how to be the best you can be at this stage of your life and how to make life work for you when you might be thinking, oh, is it all over for me now? And uh, I'm losing my identity a little bit and I'm just there at the beck and call of everybody else. And we really want to be a bit like, you know, when you go on a girl's holiday sometimes and you just have a good laugh with each other, but you also have a good cry with each other and you also talk to each other and you come away feeling that bit more energised and empowered that's what the day is all about and some of the challenges that you talk about are things that you don't realise are coming in your life, do you? Mm. Things like elderly parents. It can sort of take you by surprise, some of these things, can't it? It does. And the number of my friends, I mean, I'm now late 50s and I have all of my friends seem to have this strain, this music coming from the other room. I don't know what that is. But all of my friends, all of a sudden, 
because we're at Goldsborough Hall, I better explain. So there's probably some, some event going on next door. And that was just a test. Which it got very the, dramatic. Yes, it was a little bit of a test. All of my friends seem to be in this position where they've still got children probably very dependent on them in many ways, in their 20s or, or teens, and yet suddenly you, you're there for your, you've got to be there for your parents who are starting to get more poorly and, and not quite as independent as they used to be. And that seems to be happening to my all of my friends of my generation. And it's hard. And that's part of this event, isn't it? Mm. Some experiences to be shared and actually to realise that we're all in the same boat. It is. It's about saying, look, you're not on your own. Don't feel you've got to kind of give up on life. There's lots of things you can do, whatever it might be that you want to do. Maybe this is the time in your life to actually do the thing that you've always wanted to do. Maybe you want to give up that job if you can and do something else. Maybe you want to take on a new challenge. Maybe you want to have a bit of time just taking more care of how you present yourself to the world, thinking, I just want to look and feel my very best and be the very best I can be. And it's quite hard to do that on your own. So that's where the power of girlfriends and other women comes in and um, so we're kind of gathering lots of people in, into one room we've we've got um, Lisa Clifford who's uh, a motivational speaker she's great fun and she's all about you know learning to find your inner self and bring it out we've got Dr Jane Gilbert who's a, a broadcaster and uh, writer she's going to talk about the health side of things the hormonal side of things um, we've also got uh, Gaynor Faye the actress who has been through a bit of the bad time in the last year she lost her mum, uh, the a renowned writer Kay Mella, very suddenly just last year, she's taken on a lot of the workload that she used to do while still trying to juggle all aspects of her life and caring for an elderly dad who's more dependent on her now so she knows exactly what it's like to be at that situation in life so she's coming to have a, a chat with us as well um, and we've also got Andrew Barton the celebrity stylist who's just a bundle of fun, he's full of tips for how you can make your hair look great and John Lewis are on board as well with some style tips uh, we've also got a lovely lady called Manraj uh, she's she's uh, lost her children one of her children quite young but she now is a campaigner and motivational speaker and also setting out on a new path as a model so in a way in her midlife she's changed her she's she's been through the mill and but is changing her life and finding inspiration in other areas and that's also what the four of us are about. Each one of us has taken a bit of a, a leap of faith in the last year or so to change what's happening in our life. I was at Calendar for a long time, partly because of the pull of my caring responsibilities and the need for more flexibility. I had to step away from a, a, a job that I really loved, uh, which was a big thing. And you lose that the identity, the whole thing I've been through. Um, Annie retired and then just took up a whole new career as a, as a model at 70. Rachel is is very much a big a campaigner for midlife curvy silver-haired models and Bernadette is still rocking it on the catwalk you know in her late 60s. All of us she she lost her husband as well this year so we're all going through the sort of things that happen to you at this stage of our life while trying to make the most of our lives in different ways and and um, that's that's the that's the idea. We want to talk about that and talk to everybody in the room and just have some fun. There's a lot of positive energy, isn't there? And and yeah. and, and I know from from interviewing you before you have a lot to offer because because of your experiences and stuff. And and when to look on some some positives when when you get past 45 um 
there are some great things, aren't there, about about having some experience and having seen one or two of these things before, aren't there? There are. I mean, uh, I as, as I say, I you know had all the the normal challenges of midlife. You know, menopause changes, health changes. I had breast cancer uh, twelve years ago. Luckily, you know, all is clear. I, I came through it, but I went through the chemo, the radiotherapy. I know that feeling of oh my goodness, you know, and and of, of losing your identity through that as well. Obviously, as I say, with, with having a mum to care for, losing my dad, having a daughter, going through all the angst of teenage years, then finding her path and trying to support her, trying to run a home, trying to keep, you know, work and still be out there. And I, I've had it all, just like everybody else has in that room. And I, I can't wait to hear everybody else's stories. And from leaving, from leaving Calendar, I mean, I think I've seen you more since you've not been on Calendar. <laughs> yeah. But, but obviously, as you say, really, really big decision and, and, and just so popular from that programme. But I've seen you at so many things since then yes. and actually lots of things in, in the Harrogate area and things like this. There's obviously been a lot of things that maybe you never had the time to do I before didn't. that have come along. No, in a way, leaving Calendar opened up a whole new world for me. Um, I mean, they always say, I, one, one thing that my daughter said to me when I decided and it was a huge step to leave that job because I, I did love it I'd done it for so long I was part of the furniture there was I she said this phrase to her mum the ship is safest in the harbour but that's not where it's meant to be a ship is meant to be out on the high seas and I thought well I'm just going to take that leap I'm, I know I'm you know of an age where most, many people might say oh shouldn't you be winding down shouldn't be retiring but it's actually opened up a whole new world and given me lots of opportunities to do things I didn't do before like I did the celebrity stage at the Great Yorkshire show. I'm hosting lots of events. I'm writing for Yorkshire Life, um, doing this, which, which I know I wouldn't have been able to do it had I just been on the roster at Calendar every day. But it's given me the chance to be able to say yes and no to things that fit around my life as well, and meet and spend time and work with people, different people, which I'm really enjoying. So and the fashion side of the event and the style side of the event and actually looking and feeling great is a big part of this event as well, isn't it? It is indeed. I mean. We're very lucky to have John Lewis on board. We've got two makeover winners. The Yorkshire Post very kindly uh, alongside us ran a, a makeover competition and we had loads of entries. The, Nick, the, the, honestly, the letters we got were, they, they really resonated with all of us. And they were all saying, people saying, I've almost given up, I've lost my mojo. I used to th be quite a fun, flirty, fashionable lady, but now I just live in jeans and I never put makeup on. I never, I never bother what I look like because I don't think anyone cares what I look like. It was so hard to have to decide two winners out of that. But we, we, we have got two winners with lovely stories. Um, one is a lady that she rarely now, she's a, she's, well, she's a farmer um, in North Yorkshire, but she's working with the cows and sheep. She never gets dressed up. But even all she really wants to know is how can I actually... Do look good every day rather than feel like I've just become part part of the farm and another lady who's got a golden wedding next year and lots of events she turns 70 next year and she wants to look her best because she's also feeling like I do not know what to wear to celebrate this milestone in my life I want mm. to get my mojo back so it's so relatable isn't it it's so yeah. relatable because I think I think lockdowns and things made a big impact on people and 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 I suppose people's reason for wanting to look good and, and, and that reason can be yourself can't it, can. it and it probably should be it's that's it sometimes just just making yourself look and feel better 
to present yourself to the world and it doesn't matter about what people it's not it's not doing it for other people it's doing it for yourself because you get that that confidence comes back you do feel you could take on a whole lot more and that all the things you have to deal with every day are just that little bit lessened if you just feel good about yourself in whatever way and it doesn't have to be hair and makeup or fancy clothes it's just feeling good about um about just having the confidence to take on a challenge or to deal with health problem or to address uh, issues like keeping fit just just maybe just making yourself the very best you can be is what this is all about and we want our ladies all the people that come and men as well if they want to come we'd love you to join us um to come to goldsborough hall on the 3rd of october and just have a great time there's lunch there's all sorts it's going to be great they've turned the music up i think that that must be our cue i think that's our cue <laughs> um i could talk to you about this all day but i know um you've got lots to do today it's been really really lovely to catch up we're going to talk to bernadette and annie next and they will give a bit more of a flavor they have, and they have some amazing stories to tell i mean i'm as, as a journalist i i am the host of the event i'm going to hold it all together but when i listen to the ladies that i'm doing this with i am in awe and you will be too as well this is the your harrogate podcast so our next guest is bernadette gledhill who i worked with on the fashion show at the great yorkshire show and bernadette you're in charge of this makeover a couple of makeovers that are going to be going on so this is going to be quite special really and hopefully inspirational to loads of the people coming along to this event yeah i think it's it was great that we could run this competition with the Yorkshire Post and it's given people the chance to actually we got a lot of entries and reading through them all was quite incredible we laughed we cried so many different stories about how women maybe 45 late 40s plus so right up to 80s actually the people who applied how they all feel pretty much the same what do I do when I get to a certain age I feel invisible I feel as though I don't know where to go with my styling so I think the fact that we've been able to step in and help out with this is just incredible we've got a fantastic team on board so obviously the four of us all working together and then we've got John Lewis in Leeds where we've got Chris who is the main stylist there and he's he's fabulous he's got some great ideas so he's going to pull out collections for us We've got the makeup team at John Lewis who are also going to give the ladies a completely new look. So that might be less than they normally do or it might be more than. We we don't know until we meet the ladies in question. And then we've got the fabulous celebrity hairstylist Andrew Barton who is going to come along and completely cut and change their hair. And then because obviously Andrew's based in London, we've also got Rob Eaton who is hairdresser of the year based in Leeds who has stepped in to help out with colour as well. So that's a real bonus so the the ladies who got through get an amazing package and then at the end of the day they walk away with the clothing that's been selected from them from john lewis with the new hair with the makeup and hopefully feeling fantastic can't say too much about the winners at the moment because obviously i don't want to spoil it but the great thing is they're both completely different stories so we will be able to create two completely different looks and confidence is the big thing here for for everybody, isn't it? To sort of take away from this and how you look and how you feel and and I suppose how you feel when you sort of leave your house and close that front door. Definitely. I mean, confidence is a massive thing, isn't it? And and people, particularly sort of in midlife, you go through different stages of your life where perhaps your confidence gets knocked a little bit. You need something to just give you that boost again. And I feel quite lucky 
throughout my career that obviously confidence has actually been quite an important part of it. And I actually myself fell back into modelling around the pandemic, really, because all our lovely fashion events, of course, stopped. They were no longer happening. And just by a little bit of a fluke, I sort of found myself back into classic modelling in my 60s. And incredibly, even though I've worked in the industry for so long, that actually gave me a confidence boost as well. And I think... One important thing for me, you know, for doing this again, obviously I love it and it's fun and it's been great for me, particularly this year, but I think is just to support women of all different ages, you know, proving that, you know, all of us, I mean, obviously Christine's an incredible presenter and gets out there and inspires women, Rachel, Annie and myself all model. And that's, you know, brilliant that we can actually also inspire women of all ages to, you know, get out there at ages irrelevant just get out there feel good about yourself feel confident and I think the other thing really with the model industry people tend to think that it's all oh it's all super glamorous it's all this and actually it's not it's quite sort of natural relaxed and I think these are the things we want to try and get across to the ladies that it's not all about super glam it's about feeling great just if you're in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and and actually I I can imagine part of this event will just be the chat and the gossip that goes on between (laughs) as we've had this morning (laughs) but but I think I think it people probably get to a point where they think, oh, I can't wear that or I can't shop there. I don't know where to shop or what no. to do. And and actually just having some conversations around good recommendations of places to go for clothes yeah, is probably yeah. a really, really big part of the day. It's a massive part. And uh, I mean, we have, we've actually just been to, I mean, we do talk a lot as you've obviously gathered. <laughs> so do I, so don't worry. We, um, we've actually just been going through the schedule of the day, which is very tight, but a couple of the sections of the day, we have panels, we have Q&As and these are all the sort of topics that between all you know all the four of us and some of our guest speakers that we're going to be talking about mainly because of, of the ladies who are coming and supporting us on the day and also we want them to feel free to ask us questions because after spending so much time in the industry I think it's very important that we feel we can share all the things we've learned as well to pass on to them. And Bernadette and I worked on the Great Yorkshire Show fashion show this year a couple of weeks ago. And and there were there were farmers who were having a go at modelling with full-time models. And yeah. I would never have guessed how warm, friendly, helpful, lovely the professional models were going to be. And actually, it, I mean, it was great from being out on the catwalk, but actually the behind-the-scenes camaraderie is the bit which I will always remember. And, and that's probably a side of the, the modelling industry that mm. people don't recognise. It's quite strange, actually. I was actually having, funny enough, over the weekend having a chat with people about this. People tend to think that our industry is, you know, really difficult, maybe quite bitchy and all of this going on it is absolutely not you know I went I've been I went to an all-girls school I've worked with women quite often most of the time um the industry is incredibly friendly like that you know I, I've never really come across really difficult times like that people do work together I mean we had such fun didn't we Nick yeah. that week it was brilliant and everybody just sort of gelled right from arriving in the ground very early morning for hair and makeup there was a buzz 
and it was fantastic. And the thing I absolutely loved about that week more than it was definitely the fact that the professionals took them all on board. But the way the farmer models, as we'll call them, <laughs> but the the models yeah. who have an interest in sort of agriculture, farming, countryside, how their confidence grew. And since the since the show, um, I've had the most wonderful messages, letters, little gifts from all of them just saying what an incredible experience they had and how much they absolutely loved being part of it. So that was, it was really rewarding actually to know that we'd all made them feel so special. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, it was it was just so nice to see the pros helping the, the amateurs, the, the yeah, farmers. It was yeah, really, yeah, really it was lovely. Great, great week. Um, there's going to be, there's going to be, some some conversations on this event about about tough times as well, and, and Christine's been been telling us about about um, her, her mum and and um, also the big change of, of leaving calendar and everything. And yes. and you yourself, you've had um, a really challenging twelve months. I have, Nick. Yes, when we first started all these meetings, you know, obviously life, my life was normal. Sadly, last November I lost my husband to pancreatic cancer, and it all happened. Well, to be honest, you know, three weeks start to finish, but in less than two weeks of actually finding out what the illness was. So, yeah, it's been really, really tough. But thanks to, you know, obviously Annie and Rachel and Christine, they really got me through some really tough times and I've had an incredible support network of friends, family, colleagues and my clients have just been unbelievable. I didn't do anything at all for three months. I just couldn't. I think it was the shock, the shock of it all happening. We, we were just not warned at all. Robert was perfectly fine. You know, he was playing golf a few weeks before. We were just living a normal life. Um, and, and sadly, it's just one of those cancers that you, 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 know, you don't recognise and then suddenly it's too late. So, yeah, it's been very, very tough. Um, work has been my saviour having all these different things in my life so obviously find your midlife magic's been a huge important part of it um my model career taking a comeback you know getting back on the catwalk after 30 odd years was quite a big step but i loved it and my agency have been amazing and of course things like the great yorkshire show coming back and you know a couple of other events coming back really really has got me through the year and, and of course I'm there'll so be people grateful. listening to this and people who are coming along to the event on the 3rd of october who who can relate to to, to where, where you've been and, yes. and where you're at and and the, these challenges that come along in in midlife are, are can just mm. take you by complete surprise not expected not what you plan no, for whatever no. they turn out to be mm. and and it's a lot and actually part of this day is 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 to talk a bit about it it is, it is. let and, it out and unfortunately you know as well as all the sort of the glamorous side of it and the image side of it and all the other lovely talks we're having yeah then there is also this side that people are going through all the things you know like christine and rachel at the moment with with her mum and you know things like that yeah it, it is really really tough and as you say we, we don't prepare for it I feel quite blessed that I've had you know opportunities that have come forward in my life that have helped me I mean obviously you never get over something like this but it can help you just try and get through things and give you a little bit of a focus um, I had the last of my firsts this weekend which is our wedding anniversary which is probably the toughest day I've had since it happened but the amazing thing is all my firsts it's, it's strange how life works all my firsts I've never ever had to waken up at home on my own 
there's been a coincidence where I've been somewhere, I've been doing something. And, you know, little things like that, people surrounding you and, you know, and it's, it's strange how it happens. So, yeah, it's been really tough. But I suppose if we can share our stories with other ladies, I, I hope it helps other people and we can, you know, all share stories together. Yeah, absolutely, and I think, and I think there's there's something, isn't there, where where we feel that we have to get over grief quickly, and and we actually don't, and we no. probably shouldn't, and it no. and it and it goes on for however long it needs to, but definitely being able to talk about yes. these different things yeah. is is good for everybody. It is. It was really hard, and I, I used to sort of, I suppose, in the beginning, you all have a tendency to not let it try you try not to let it show but now I cry I just cry and if I'm with friends and I cry that's fine and they understand and I think you've just got to deal with it how you feel each time you talk about it you feel differently um, and not be afraid not be afraid to let it show because I think people don't mind that I've realized that now people don't mind all about the best of life in Harrogate this is the Your Harrogate podcast. Well, I am now joined by our third guest. So this is Annie Sturk. And Annie, technically you retired and then came out of retirement, didn't you? <laughs> I did. It took me a long time to get round to retiring. I just I just couldn't imagine, you know, sort of not having anything to get up and go to in the morning. And um, so I was I was actually 67 when I decided to, um, to sort of hang up whatever it is to so hang up when you be running your own business your own PR business um, but I actually got I remember I got my first office at 60 I'd worked freelance all my life and worked out of as a lot of people do out of a back bedroom and um, I had someone who helped me in the business Helen and we were just putting um, awards applications and presentations out one day and we'd we'd run out of room and we used a landing and it, and it suddenly was Helen was sort of knocking some dust and spiders off all the applications and presentations and I just was so embarrassed I thought we really need to do something about this we really probably do need an office or I need to get my vac out a bit more seriously <laughs> that's before working from home was it was a trend I think you were yeah. you were beating the trend there so 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 you had um your own PR business and, yeah. and you worked in TV and all sorts of things so just tell us a bit about that well I, I was I've always worked in food I was a home ec teacher home economics teacher originally and taught in schools and then colleges had the kids Ed and, and Sarah and then went back into um, adult education and and I think that's where the um, the sort of media side of it started because I um, I got involved with BBC Radio York at the time and uh, I became their food expert and used to take the radio car out and uh, do all sorts of things. I was the Saturday morning market girl going out and finding best buys and pick of the week I'm and sure all that. I'm sure they still do something similar <laughs> to that now, you know. I love all that. They probably do. It was lovely. It was such great fun. I got a real buzz out of it. And that led to a bit of telly as well. And uh, with the food and drink show with Michael Barry. Do you remember him I do, back yeah, in the day? Yeah. Well, it was massive, wasn't it? And Jilly Goulden. Jilly and, Goulden, and yeah. The wine tasting with Jilly was always the bit that everybody remembered. And I think obviously Keith Floyd in there as well. Oh, all the 
all all those. I mean, they're such great personalities. So I, that was that was sort of my time really when I was sort of uh, going through all that. It was it was it was great fun. And then and then just it just things happen. Opportunities come your way. And um, I got to do um, more and more television. Really working behind the scenes. I got a lucky break to go and work on this morning for five years. And uh, when it was at Liverpool, so um, so I was the the cooks and the chefs kind of um, preparation girl really I was uh, the one who set all the food displays up and uh, food demonstrations made it all look amazing and then they had comedians on who would come and just throw it all about and knock things off when you spent hours yeah like Rusty (laughs) Lee who's great so yeah and then um, worked with Gloria Honeyford on her show Uh, she had a show in the afternoon Um, So I used to have to travel down to London to do that. And that was a weekly live show. So um, and in the days when having done all the prep for cooks and chefs on this morning, I went to Gloria's show, Open House with Gloria Honeyford. I was cooking on there on telly, but there was no home economist. So I had to do it all myself. So I had to take this big chest of the food and the ingredients and equipment um, coping with the menopause at the same time with a throbbing, <laughs> nauseous headache getting on the train. I mean, it was it was chal- it was fun, but it was very challenging, but very exciting. And you've kind of got different worlds colliding there, haven't you? Because mm. the world of food and chefs, and then yep. and then the world of media and things, and it's and it's great fun. Mm. But as you say. It's quite demanding, isn't it, as well? It's really demanding. I mean, um, I, I, I was then on the road for a number of years um, supporting chefs who were going out on the road because I, I lived through... Uh, I'm still living, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Lived through the, the, the cookery boom um, and everybody kept saying, it's going to explode, it's going to finish. And it never did, and I think it's still going. But chefs were, were being given their own TV shows. And became like rock stars. They were absolutely... Absolutely like rock stars. So they were out on the road. I worked a lot with um, Brian Turner on the road. Lots, um, lots of um, turning up on windy, wild Norfolk coastline. Having the, there was nothing. It was raining, and I had to set up um, the food demonstration while they all went off and caught crabs. And then they brought the crabs back, and I had to, you know, sort of make the set look lovely. So really, you're making it up as you go along so with these making things. Making it up as you go along. There was nobody saying, you know, I want that set to look X Y Z. I just had to create something out of nothing. Which but the was, media side of it, you were adept at as well. So you kind of knew what the what the TV, what the radio, mm. what, what the what they wanted to get out of these things? I think so. Um, and I never even thought about it like that. I just, um, I mean, when I first got the job on this morning, I'd not done, that was, I'd never done TV like that before. So it's my job to set up when Delia Smith came on the show and, the, you know, Susan Brooks was the main uh, cook, but there were lots of other star names, all with egos of their own as well. So that's quite challenging. And I don't think I did. All I knew was that they used previously on this morning, they used a lot of Pyrex bowls. And I thought, well, I can do better than that. We want a bit of colour injecting in there. So I started to just use the colours of the show, you know, which was blue and yellow. So piles of lemons. So you'd see me in Tesco's uh, looking haggard, you know, crack of dawn, buying, you know. So it was, it was very full on was this morning in those days. So, you know, kind of acres of lemons, acres of pineapples. You know, it was very full on. 
but I, I just went for it really and just and, and like you've just said made it up as I went along and and it, it looked great but your heart was always in your mouth when the cookery item was going through you know and it was live you were just watching the monitor thinking oh my god I is that there uh, did yes, they not like did they not like it when things go a bit wrong though or not really well <laughs> I, I don't know really I, I mean it was my job to make sure that I, I prepped it enough that nothing did go wrong but I, it once did with Richard uh, Maidley actually in some garlic ice cream <laughs> <laughs> They changed the uh, item a little bit. So Susan Brooks had been to the Isle of Wight Garlic Festival and they wanted... Um, she'd, she'd had some garlic ice cream, so they said... They rang me up on the Sunday, could you... Could, can we add this in? And I thought, oh, God, no, not at this stage, because we, had a, we were, had a family day. So anyway, I got some soft scoop ice cream, um, some, some a jar of garlic, threw it all in my magic mix, mixed it all together put it in a container anyway the next morning you know the item was there we did all the other stuff and the and the garlic ice cream was sort of near the end and what had happened was i'd i'd uh, this this mixture had just kind of gone a bit stratospheric overnight it, the, the taste had really altered so it was really strong so Richard being Richard he got a tablespoon mm. shoved a tablespoon in his mouth <laughs> and then he just started to look very uncomfortable and cough and cough and cough and he had to go he's had a drink which made it worse because it's like when you have a curry and you drink the wrong thing so he, he took a drink Probably of water milk. <laughs> yeah and, and he had to go off set and all I could hear I was quietly dying by this time all I could hear was him coughing off set and there was lots of fuss around him you know floor managers and people going to producers going to him and saying you know are you all right and I was thinking oh god so he came back on set and um and and then he he started coughing again so we had to go upset again so i just thought that's it my job is finished <laughs> that's oh, me dear. finished well i mean i mean you know you don't get sort of more famous names in tv really than richard and judy so so mm. so this amazing career and then and then obviously great fun but mm. you did retire but then mm. but then you become since retirement mm. you become a model yeah. How did when, that happen? How did, how how did that happen? How did that happen, Nick? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. <laughs> it, was a, it was a weird thing, really. I, I saw, I was, it was a February day, cold, windy. I was looking at Facebook and I saw an advert. Models, um, models, do you want to be a model? No experience required. So I thought, well, that's me. And uh, we'd been to a Gatsby event. And so I had a photograph of me with, you know, all the Gatsby, the feathers and this sort of stuff going on. So I just sent that in. And... It wasn't a scam, but it kind of was a bit of a scam because it was to get you to go and pay for some photographs, basically. But I, I did get selected. They, they, they did say the photographs were great. Mm. Actually, they were a nice set of photographs. So had them done, and then where the place I went for my nails did at the time, they have a boutique and they needed some models for a charity show they were doing, so I went and did that. And then it just kind of rolled on. I thought, oh, this is all right. This is quite fun. So I ended up in 2020 on a billboard for um, uh, in Leeds. You know that road did you come in from from um, from York into Leeds, that big dual carriageway? Oh, yes. You know those digital yes. billboards? Yes. So it was for Meatless Farm, who were based in Leeds. And, um, you were on the gyratory. I was, I was on the gyratory, <laughs> I was. 
was it was wow. a first so there was me um i just couldn't believe it really there was there was me just holding a burger and uh, a veggie burger and um yeah and there were so i was big in battersea as well loud and proud in leeds i mean it was it was just a pinch me moment i think i think this all plays into the theme of this event on the 3rd of October mm. at Goldsborough Hall in in terms of new things happening yeah. and, and whether they are planned or not mm. planned and and when when you find yourself in a mm. space after after a busy work life has finished mm. um why why not have some new why things not? to do why not absolutely the thing that i think we all are aware of though nick is that you know while we have had lots of opportunities ourselves you know we've we've all been we've all been really lucky we, we've probably created our luck but we've as well but we've had a lot of luck ourselves and things have rolled from you know one opportunity does actually lead to when one door opens um when do one door closes another door opens and that that is really true i think you've got to be open to it but i think what we're very aware of we don't want to sit there on the third saying you know aren't we amazing you know look at all the things we've done we want we want with the women who are here and other women who might be aware of this event to feel that they that they can do what we've done so we don't want to be you know putting people off by thinking they'll never do what we what we've done because because you can if you want to um, you know, it's a time to get rid of hang-ups. Um, it's a time to start saying yes to opportunities. It's a, it's a time to feel good about yourself. And so hopefully this day will empower the women to feel, to feel all that and to feel, you know, if they're feeling challenged and under pressure and, you know, looking after elderly parents or grandchildren and feel, oh, God, I've never got time. Actually, there is time. There is time to sort of make time to start gently doing what you want. You don't have to dive straight into some massive thing you know you just do it gently but realize that there's time for you um, and you guys have been so good at being candid and being open and honest mm. and actually sharing challenges and things mm. with me today which i know is a big part of big part of the event and there's also a, a common theme here that there are changes that come along in life that mm. are scary or horrible or not mm. are not planned but there are positives to take out of situations, as you say, one door mm. closing and another door opening. Mm. If if you choose to find your resilience and if you choose to be to be positive, and and that's the kind of common thread I think through through leaving a role, through family circumstances changing, retirement can be can mm. be very scary, can't it? When when work is your identity, but these things have all have all led on to new parts of life for you all yeah absolutely and, and we hope that everybody on 3rd of October will take exactly that away that, that they'll be inspired and empowered to go away and do whatever it is that's kind of burning away in their heads you know don't wake up at night feeling you know kind of upset or depressed about it just think well you know I can do I can do that it might be something small it might be something you know just like a walk that somebody wants to tackle it doesn't have to be a massive thing but gradually you know as Bernadette said you find the confidence to to do much more and um, and, and we'd love to make find your midlife magic a day when women can make a start at something bold beautiful 
you know, kind of wonderful in their lives um, and just, you know, meet lots of people along the way as well. My final question, how are you going to fit all this into a day? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is the great thing about some of the stories. They're so good, aren't they? I mean, some of the stories and and there's obviously going to be a lot of warmth and a lot of laughter on the day. Mm, Oh, yeah, there will be a lot of laughter and and that's that's a big key part of it when women get together. It's uh, there's no stopping. But we, we want it to be fun, laughter, tears, time to think as well. Um, and it will be hard to fit it in. But we hope that this event might be the start of future events as well, where, you know, we can roll it out to, um, to women. And, and lots of women will realise that the midlife time of your life is not the end of things. It's, it's, it, it is really just the beginning of, of lots of new opportunities. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your stories and your time with us today. And we'll see you on the 3rd of October. Thank you, Nick. It's been lovely.